Joel Embiid remains on the shelf. Sad for the Sixers. Sad, sad, sad for the Sixers. You are locked on 76ers. Your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use the code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E medical.com. Mitch, what's up, man? How you been, bro? Man, I've been good, man. I've been good. I know you had some issues traveling the other day. We can talk about that a little bit later. Trying to get out of Atlanta airport, but I've, I've been well, man. I've, I've, I've been better than the 76ers. Yeah, that's not that's not tough to do right about now. Like, you know, I feel bad, but, but first of all, let me introduce us. Like, I'm Keith Pompey. This is my right-hand man, John Mitchell. He went to the second-best high school in the city of Philadelphia. Let's put that out there. I went to the best one. But it's so good that my school ain't even around no more. They right, had to retire right, right. my school. Like, they retired jerseys. <laughs> so they said, I guess hope, what? I, I hope North my school was so great. soon. Huh? They said, I North Catholic was so I great. Hope- Nobody else is fortunate enough to go there. That's what they did. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, so we're, we're the co-hosts of Locked On 76ers. And what we're here to talk to y'all about today is Joel Embiid, right? Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. So we got to talk about that. Now, this is the third straight game that Joel Embiid has missed, missed with less left knee swelling, right? Um, but is it deeper than that? Is it deeper than that? Because it was always just supposed to be, well, he'll be back. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him right. back. And they keep saying, oh, he's hopeful, he's hopeful, he's hopeful. And no, bang. So we got to talk about that. Secondly, we some great things. Like Shaq says some some great things about uh, about Joel that Mitch sent me on it, Shaq's podcast. He talked about it out. You know what? What you going to do in the playoffs? I mean, Kareem had that conversation to Shaq. Like, Hey, right. yeah, you're killing it. You're killing it. But what you're going to do in the playoffs? And that's really vital. Something else that Mitch talked about was are the Sixers are the Sixers a a, a, a lottery team without Embiid? He thinks they may be. Without yeah. Embiid, he thinks they may be a lottery team. And then we got to give Marcus Morris his flowers. And I'm a little disappointed. John talked about the the the, the uh, <laughs> my stuff. Let me tell y'all. As you know, you listened to the podcast yesterday. I had to get it out early because I had to rush to get to the flight, right? Well, let's just say my flight, (laughs) it took me forever to get to Philly. I mean, I spent more time on the plane and in the airport in Atlanta than I did actually flying in the air to Philly. And by the time I got to Philly, I missed Marcus Morris's uh, key to the city ceremony. I'm, I'm still disappointed at that. 
Um, I, I feel extremely bad because I promised him that I was going to be there, him and a couple other people. And uh, American Airlines, y'all really screwed the brother. Y'all, y'all, y'all messed me up. But I digress. Now, Mitch, this MB situation, man, you know, left knee swelling. Yeah. He's missing the third game. Now he's probably going to be out what? A week? It's been it was it's been a week's time, right? It's mm-hmm. been a week's time. You think about it. Because he injured it last Friday. He didn't play Saturday. Today is Friday. So he's been out 7 days with this injury. And you know, when you talk to Nick Nurse, uh, I spoke to him on Wednesday and I said, "Is this something that is going to keep him out long and and Will he be able to play on Friday, what have you? And is it still swelling? Is swelling still an issue? Nick said the swelling is down. Um, They thought that he was going to play on Wednesday. He was so close. And he says that the thing is, is his ramp-up phase. They got to get him back in condition and stuff like that. Now with him missing another day, it's kind of like, hold up. Is this thing more serious than what people are letting on? Because, you know, there are certain things like a, a ligament tear or something like that also causes inflammation and swelling. Right. So you wonder, is it that? Is it tendonitis? What is it? There are certain things that, you know, besides, what is it? What, what's going on? But the longer he stays, it makes you wonder more about what's yeah. really happening. Yeah. And, and because of his history, you know, with his knee. It, you you have to be concerned about it. I mean, you know, when he suffered the injury, you know, you, you could see he was laboring through it. Um, and, and that's what slowed him down last year. You know, I, I, granted, it was, the, it was the other knee, knee last year in the playoffs. But it, first it started out as swelling in the knee, and then it got progressively worse and worse. And um, I think they're at the point where it's, it's, that's, that's the only story percolating around this team now. When is he going to come back? Um, and and, and be quite honest, you've got to use every precaution now. You can't rush Joel Embiid back. Uh, you know, lots of things they're talking about, you know, these accolades, the postseason accolades, MVP, playing a certain number of games. You can't be concerned with that anymore. You know, he can't he can't be focused on that. He's got to get himself healthy. You know, I, I mean, condition is going to be a thing. You know, he's 280 pounds. And the one thing I, I, I think about that is I remember. And he's way, he's actually, no, man, he's actually more than 280. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that to be, I'm not saying he's overweight, but I right. think 280 is a number they came with. But like, yeah. you look at, that's a big dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A big he's, dude. yeah he, I, I've always felt, um, I, I don't think he's north of 300. But he's close. He, I think he's closer to three hundred, maybe mm-hmm. than he. And he's not fat, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's big but, dude. He's big yeah, dude. He's a big yeah. dude. I mean, maybe. But he needs to as as he progresses in his career. He's twenty nine now, and I remember Tim Duncan did this. He started, you know, he saw what happened to guys like Patrick Ewing. You know, he saw their weight starting to go up. He's got. He's got to. He's got to start coming in lighter. But it, it, it's a concern. You know, here we are not the midway point of the season and it, it, the knees are bothering him. And, and that's going to be a concern. Can, can he get to the postseason healthy? That's all. That's all it's become with Joel Embiid. It's no longer about what happens during a regular season. You know, he has to arrive at the postseason healthy. We saw what happened 
when he didn't arrive at the postseason healthy last year. He averaged about 22, 22 points per game and was almost invisible. In, and, and he was hurting last year, um, but he was, was virtually invisible against the Boston Celtics, you know, in that, in that, uh, in that series. Missed the first game and was irrelevant. 15 points in, in that blowout of game seven. So it is, a, it is a concern and there are red flags up because, and this always originates with the 76ers because at one minute you hear one thing and then you hear something else. One minute you hear that it's knee swelling. The next thing you, you start hearing people tossing LCLs and MCLs out there and people start pulling back tweets about the situation. Damn it. Philadelphia 76ers, what is going on with his knee? And if something is going on with his knee, you got to take every precaution to make sure that he arrives at May healthy. Otherwise, just, it renders the regular season almost meaningless. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this real quick. Um, you know, it, 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 I, I think that it could be handled a little bit differently, better. Like, whatever is wrong with him, I, I think from the gate, from the start, you know, and a lot of times it's Joel doesn't want people knowing what's going on, right? I mean, right. I get that. And right. you got the HIPAA laws and you got all this other stuff. But Joel is such the player to whereas he's always injured. There's always stuff that's going to leak right. out about him that's going to, you know, true or not. So it's one of those things where um, where they got to sit down with him and say, look, man, we got to get a statement out. Say you're going to be out one week, two weeks, whatever. You address it. We do this and that. But no, what happens is it's like, oh, he's not playing or he's questionable. He's this, he's that. And then when you see him, he, he he's out there on the court. He's out there shooting foul shots with a huge wrap on his knee. Mm -hmm. He sees the media. He turns around and he walks immediately off the court mm -hmm. when he saw us because mm -hmm. he didn't want anybody to see that knee. And when you saw that, you knew like, oh, wow, this might be a little different than what they're saying. Right. Yeah. So. My thing is, now you got the coach. So you're putting the coach out there, and he's saying, oh, I think he's hopeful to come back, this and that, right? You know, yeah, we this, we that. Well, he the only one taking the bullets. So now what happens is if something goes wrong, people going to look at Nick Nurse like he was the one lying. But nah, he's right. the only person talking. And who knows? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Maybe Joel will come back on Monday or Tuesday, but I don't see him playing in both games. Right? right. So right. so now the thing is, it's one of those things where I just feel like and is and I it, I feel like the player has to because with HIPAA laws now, it's up to the player. Mm -hmm. Right? Because he don't the team knows they want to get sued by the player. Now they right. can leak some stuff out, right? But they don't want to get sued by the player. So I feel like he has to be a little bit more transparent because right. what happens is that's what happens is what happened yesterday where somebody goes on a podcast and granted. This person knows way more than anybody when it comes to Joel Embiid mm -hmm. because they have a great relationship. But right. that person says something, then they have to retract what they say, and then people are going around basically refuting what, what that person said. It right. becomes a circus-type atmosphere right. when it shouldn't be. You right. know? So, right. you know what I mean? It, it, that's you know That's my issue with the whole thing. It's like, yo, y'all just got to be a little bit more transparent you gotta, uh, uh, you 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 gotta be upfront. You know this isn't that. Now again, I get it. I get it. The problem is you, and, and I understand it, and you understand it too, Mitch. What happens is people look at this situation, right, and they say, "Dang, look at him, Glass Joel." 
Yeah. Hey, oh, he can't. He's fragile. He can't yeah. do this. He can't do that. Right. You don't want that. You don't yeah. want your, your star player getting criticized for for missing games and always right. being injured. But at the same time, you know, you want to get it out there, address it and then move on. And right. I feel like if they would have done that, everything would have been better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they would have done that, everything would have been better. But Mitch, I want to talk to you when we um I want to talk to you when we get back from this live read about um you know, we talk about what Shaq said. Right. And then also, let's talk about this team without Joel. Yeah. Right. What do you think this team ceiling is without Joel? And we'll talk about that back. You know, I know we come to sports to escape from some of the craziest realities of real life. But can we just take a minute um, uh, to talk about preparing for the real life? According to the FDA, um, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics, right? Right in the middle of the worst flu season over a decade. This is scary. I can imagine a more helpless feeling than if, you know, my daughter or, or, or one of, you know, anyone else, you know, got sick with a supply, you know, didn't have anything. Right. So that's why I'm so thankful that we can be OK because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, getting infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit JaceMedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a brand certified um, physician and your medications will be dispersed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to JaceMedical.com and use the offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. I'm telling y'all do it today. It's something great. I did it. Um, and also like, this is crazy. Like this is a crazy season. I just got my flu shot a couple of days ago and a couple other shots. So make sure y'all take care of yourselves. Now locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts on Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. So, Mitch question for you, bro. Why do you feel about what Shaq said? Do you agree? Do you agree with that? I mean, I, evidently you do because yes. in the, in the last, in the last segment, you talked about, you could care less about, I mean, you know, I ain't, you ain't say like you care less, but, but basically the playoffs is what's more important Absolutely. in your eyes. So with that being said, I guess you got to agree with Shaq. And, and just to paraphrase y'all a little bit, what happened is Shaq was saying how, um, when he was in L.A. and he was killing it in the regular season, how, you know, basically Kareem basically said, look, man, that's all good and fine and dandy, yeah. but what you doing? What you doing in the playoffs? You ain't got no rings. You don't have nothing. Yeah. So Shaq is saying, like, yeah, Joel is having a historic season when he plays, 
like putting up numbers we haven't seen since Kareem and Wilt Chamberlain. But at the same time, he's what you call a second round bandit. He can't get out the second round. So basically, do you agree with Shaq is saying? I absolutely do. I, you know, and, and he said that on his podcast and, and, and quoting him directly, he said, I'm going to give it to him like Kareem gave it to me. And he should take it as disrespectful because that's how I took it. I was averaging big numbers with L.A., but we kept getting swept. It was like, OK, Shaq, you're doing that in the regular season. What about the playoffs? And then Kareem asked him, uh, you know, what do you think about Shaq? And Kareem said, well. He hasn't won any championships yet, as you said. So that's my message to Mr. Embiid. Like, we know what you can do in the regular season, but you got to do it in the postseason. Um, and, and that's where I am with him. Uh, you know, when he goes out there and he averages 32, 33, whatever he averaged last season, and then he shows up in the playoffs and gives him 22, you know, you can get that from, from Maxi now. You got to get dominating for, for the 76ers have to have dominating performances out of um, uh, Joel for them for them to advance. You know, I, I, the, the whole chase for the MVP and putting up negative season, regular season numbers, it's, ne- it's necessary, but it's not as imperative as arriving at the point, and I, you know, it starts getting monotonous when I say this, but he's got to arrive at the postseason, and they've got to beat some teams' butts. You know, they've got to get out of the second round. Okay, I mean, he's already got this knock on him that he's the only MVP, regular season MVP, who has never reached the final. What's the value of reaching, becoming the only two-time MVP, which he's kind of heading that direction if he can make that number of sixty-five games mandated by the league? But what's the purpose of reaching that number if you don't do it in the playoffs? If you don't do it in the playoffs, you know, it's, you know, these press conferences where Joel breaks down and cries. And I understand that. I'm not trying to take his moment from him. That's great. But I think Philadelphia and the 76 fan base is beyond that now. They need more than that. It's been 40 freaking years since the 76 has won an NBA championship, you know, and, and, and Philadelphia is a basketball city. You know, it's like there are only two players in the in league history who scored over 80 points in a game, and both of them are from Philadelphia. One of them went to Overbrook High School. <laughs> so it's, it's time. It's time for the 76, for him to, you know, to, to do it in the postseason. He's 29 years old, man. The clock is ticking. You know, we, we're looking at his body. We, and, and we know that his body's on the clock. You know, he's 29, but let's be quite honest, Philadelphia, his body's older than that. It's not a 29-year-old body. Like 33, you know? 34. Yeah, and that's not a knock on him. That's just the reality of the situation. It's the reality of where Joel is. So um, I agree with Shaquille. And, and you know, he and, he and uh, Barkley have been intimating that all the time. On, the, on their show, you know, they've pushed him. They've pushed him kindly. They've pushed him gently. And I think I think Joel hears him, you know, but Joel is fighting more against his body than anything else. But that's, you know, it becomes incumbent upon the 76ers to say, this is what we have. We have a player who is is a once-in-a-lifetime talent, and that's exactly what he is. But what are we doing to ensure that he can maximize what he does 
in the postseason. Does that mean making a trade? I think you have to make a trade this season. I think you absolutely do. I don't think you can waste any more time on the clock with his body. Yeah, so with, with that being said, I got to ask you real quick. So mm-hmm. with that being – when we look at this team, I mean – you know, you said I don't know if they're quite a lottery team. I do still think that they're a competitive team, mm-hmm. but they have lost three um, in a row. They lost one with them, right? But yeah. I think these losses were bad losses. They lost to bad teams, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, um. You don't think this team is competitive without them at all, huh? I mean, like you know, the thing is, I love Maxi. Um. And, you know, we can talk about his numbers and he had certain games. But the last game they played, they had to initiate their offense through Tobias Harris. Right. Power forward. Right. Right. The game before that, Kelly Oubre was the was the best player on the floor for mm-hmm. the Sixers coming on the backcourt. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part is, like, the Sixers are gambling, they're rambling and this and that. They're taking Kelly out of the starting lineup because they got D-Melt now. They're doing right. a lot of different things. And – you know, players look to be a little bit confused now because Joel's not there and they're having these different roles. Mm-hmm. But Mitch, I, I, I'm, I, I don't know if they're quite a lottery team, but at the same time, they ain't a contender. Like they're just yeah. not without them. Yeah. They're not. And and you look at it, and this one thing I'm gonna say this: this is where you miss James Harden because mm-hmm. last year they had a winning record without Joel Embiid, right? And then they all went, and then before that. They were over 500 without him, right? Yeah. This year they're two and seven yep. without Joel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it, it looks to me, you know, with without him in the lineup, you know, I, I mean, I know that if if when he, if he weren't there, Maxi would become. I think Maxi would become more of a volume shooter, and I don't particularly like that for him. Uh, his his scoring average would go up. But, you know, if, if, if you look at it, some of those, you know, when they first lost those games without him, they lost to Boston. They lost to Boston. They lost to Milwaukee. That's kind of that's understand, you know, that's understandable. Um, but, you know, minus his services where, you you know, after, you know, you, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a very good performance from Maxi. You know, I mean, he surprised the hell out of me getting that those two dunks in traffic the other day. But I just don't, I, you know, and, it, and it, it, it's like a dilemma. It speaks to his MVP candidacy because without him, they are two and seven. You know, without him, they're averaging, I think they're averaging like 111 points per game. With him in a lot, they're averaging 119 points uh, per game, 120 points per game. They're, they're, they're so much better. There's no rim protection. I mean, you can throw Mo Bamba in there and get some rim protection. But beyond that, you, you have very little room protection after those two. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I say they're a lottery team without Joel, and, and, and I believe that they are, you know. And, and that's as bad as the league is, you know, because if you're looking at the Eastern Conference, the Eastern Conference is pretty bad. But one thing we know for certain is if you look at the top level, I mean, you can say that, you, you can say that with any team. Uh, with it with the, at the top you know you can say that with Giannis at the top but Giannis doesn't have an injury history you know Joel has this injury history and if he's not in the lineup I think you're watching the team that's going to be scrappy there's going to be ball movement um but you're looking at a team that I you know is 
you know, at at the best they're in the play-in tournament, at the at the very best. Yeah, we'll see how this plays out. I mean, I know they hope that that's not that's not. I hope they don't. They hope that they don't have to worry about that. Meaning, right. they hope that Joel can be able to play. But this is something to really pay uh, pay attention to. But you know, I want to talk to y'all about Marcus Morris getting in the award. Um, key to the city, huge honor for the brother. I'm, I'm I'm proud of him. I mean, really proud of this guy more more than um, I can express. Seriously, um, him and his brother. Um, no one expected them to. I didn't expect them. I mean, I covered a lot of guys right. in the year. when I was a high school writer for the Enquirer. Mitch, I covered one year. I covered um, not one year, but it were. I covered six McDonald's All Americans mm. over a seven year span. Ain't that crazy? Was Six. Kyle Lowry? Was Kyle Lowry, Lowry one of them? Nah, bro. That's what I'm crazy. And, and but Kyle, Kyle was a little bit older than them. Because right. I was, matter of fact, I met Kyle when I was working in Myrtle Beach. Because my cousin played um, at Cardinal Dockery with Kyle. So there was a, a year or so later is when I came back to Philly. Um, maybe not nah, a couple years later. Because I remember because my cousin called me. And I was mad, man. I was mad. My cousin had a full ride to Wake Forest. Wow. Wake Forest to be the point guard. And he called me and said, hey, man, I'm thinking about going to Villanova. And I was like, huh? And the reason why I was a little, I'm not really, because I knew that the Villanova joint was more or less a, a package deal. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like they didn't really, like, in my opinion, I felt like it was a package deal. <laughs> I felt like, like, dude, but Nova, I mean, but Wake wants you. But what happened right. is, People in the family was like, if you go to Wake, we don't know if we're going to go. So he goes to Nova, um, and he really didn't play, and then he ended up transferring to another school. But I was just thinking to myself, man, you could have been. Could have been. Could have been a star, yeah. Like you in the business, and you know, like, all right, you good enough to get a scholarship there, but you ain't going to get that. You ain't going to be the dude. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. So it is what it is. But but when we get back, I want to talk about uh, my, my day yesterday, give you all a little bit of insight of what it's like to be on the road and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But right now I want to talk about prize picks. You know, I'm a big fan of prize picks. And, and the funny part is I'm a fan of it, but I'm not a fan of gambling. That's the crazy thing. But I'm intrigued by prize pick because there's so many ways that you can win money and it makes it fun for you, right? You know, I mean, it's like the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. You know, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And the reason why I like it is just not you and the numbers. You know, instead, you're uh, battling thousands of other people, including pros and some sharks. Right. You can pick more or less than two or six players stats projection and watch the winnings roll in. But the thing that really gets me is that with the basketball season being here and and, and then you got the playoffs, the NFL. You know, they have these combo projections across football and basketball from the special league. And there's a league created specifically for projections that include two or more players from different sports league. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey. We talk about this all the time. You can get them at 10.5 combos of three points made and receptions. And then also there's some people who like battling against the stars and, and things like that. And what, when you have that is where you have, you know, the prize picks favorite players like Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. And that's in like the community plays league. 
under the promo tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names and prize pick community each week, right? So what do you do? What do you do? Players, you, you go to prizepicks.com, right? And and then uh, use the uh, slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit matchup to a hundred dollars. I'm gonna repeat that. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the locked on NBA code for a first deposit match to a hundred dollars. I'm telling y'all, do that today, people. Definitely do it today. Now, what I want to say real quick is that yesterday was crazy. Um, and this is just part of it, the travel thing. And John, you know how it is. I I'm just gonna tell you, brother. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. This is how the day yesterday, not yesterday, the day before yesterday started. So there's a young brother, a young dude by the name of Noah, who uh works for NBC, uh NBC Sports Philadelphia. So we're I see him as I'm walking this I see my man walking on the other side of the street near the arena. And I'm like, nah, bro, nah, I'm I'm like pointing towards him to I'm 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 pointing towards Noah to like come where I'm at. Like I'm pointing towards Noah to come where I'm at. And he's like, huh? I said, yeah, see, that's how it is. When you're your first time in a new city, you never know where to get into the arena. No one tells yeah, you. So like you know how in Atlanta, you gotta go under the underneath under the garage, yeah. like under the parking garage and walk underneath. So like, yeah, and it's like it's, it's probably the most dangerous, like you would think. Why are you gonna send me down here? But that's where it is. So right, so people don't know that. But anyway, so yesterday I get up. You know, y'all notice I don't need to get my hair cut, but I like going to the yeah, see, that's the <laughs> I like going to the barbershop. So I get up early. I got my six o'clock flight. You know, I, I get to the airport. I got to the airport early, got there at four o'clock. I know, but that's what I normally do. So I don't deal with the traffic. I'm trying to type up some stuff. So I had it all set. I was going to get home, take an Uber to the crib, go to the barbershop, how you want it in Frankfurt, my man Tone. And, um, and then after that, I was going to come home. I was going to handle some business, right? Then I was going to, you know, change my clothes, shoot up, and go check out Marcus. I'm on this plane. We get on the plane, and next thing you know, we go out. We don't have no power in the plane. They turn the power off, and we just there sitting. So I'm looking. My phone is dying, this and that. I cut my phone off. Then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, we're going back to the gate. Now, mind you, I'm just sitting there, like, for hours, right? So we go back to the game. Then oh, all what love. The, the flight keeps switching back, 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 back. We're just sitting there. And at this time, you know, so then when we finally go back to get on the plane, they're like, oh, you got to hold up. Mm-hmm. We got to hold up. Yeah, we got to do a security check. And I'm thinking like, didn't y'all just say this flight just came from Charlotte? Right? Yeah. So then we got to do the security check. Man, it was a long day. So what happens is I didn't get home until after, till after Marcus Morris' thing uh, started. You know, it was just a bad day, man. And it was a long travel day. Like, it was just, you know, for nothing. And I'm thinking, like, and then then they put me on, they were going to put me on another flight in case this one got uh, delayed. That one got delayed. So it was like, it was crazy. It was crazy. So 
you know, I feel bad, but that's just something that you deal with that people don't understand. Yeah. yeah. You, you deal with it. And I feel really bad about it. I feel bad about Marcus. I mean, I know he, it, I wasn't missed, but I just wanted to see it. You know what I mean? I really wanted to be there. And and when I tell somebody I'm going to be somewhere, I right. always try to, you know, right. you know, I'm trying to be a man of my word. But um, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him and his brother more than anyone would know. And the reason why I'm proud of them is because, you know, they, these are dudes from North Philly. Yeah. Like, like a brother from West Philly or something like that or whatever, Frankfurt, whatever section. But they didn't go to – they went to prep charter. They put prep charter on the map. Right. Like, you know what I mean? They were supposed to go to Gratz. They were supposed to go – then they was going to go to Newman Garetti. But they weren't like products of Roman. Roman. They weren't products of this and that. They weren't McDonald's All-Americans. Right. But when you look at it, they're 13-year NBA veterans. Right? They went to Kansas. I mean, I'm pretty sure there were certain people when they said they were going to Kansas, like, why y'all going there? Y'all ain't going to play. Not you know what play. I mean? So right. to me – when you see a guy like that get the key to the city when he wasn't a McDonald's All-American, mm-hmm. when he wasn't this guy, and 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 you look at him and you see how he's never changed, but at the same time, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, they all love him right. because he represents the city, but yeah. he never changed. Man, that speaks volumes. That Shout speaks out to him. You Shout know, I'm happy for him. And I'm sorry for being long-winded, y'all, for talking about this. We won a little bit over, but I had to share this experience. And I, I appreciate you, Mitch, for uh, sitting there shaking your head while I'm rambling. <laughs> no, I, I can appreciate the story, man. He's, he's, he's They're Philly through and through, man. You want to yeah. give them the roses while they're, while they're on, on the scene. you know. Exactly. And that's what I'm telling you. Daryl, y'all, like, you better think twice about change because this is Philly through and through. Brings that toughness and everything. But, hey, y'all, I just want to say this before we go. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We want to thank y'all for listening. We hope y'all have a great day. We hope y'all have a great weekend. And we'll look to see what Joel and B can do. Hopefully he can come back and play. Peace. Let's get rid of these red flags around Joel and B. Peace, y'all.